بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى وسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى اما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم ان الله يحب التوابين ويحب المتطهرين صدق الله العظيم so i've been instructed by your honorable imam sheikh yawar and to say a few words uh, and it was an order so i obviously obeyed his order alhamdulillah but nonetheless it's very difficult to have this conversation especially in front of people who you consider to be a teacher and uh, well inshallah i'll try saying a few scattered thoughts on what comes to mind inshallah so what i would like to direct you to and take your mind to is a verse of the quran where allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions inna allah yuhibbu at-tawwabin allah loves remember the words allah loves those who make tauba again and again and again tawab is a taw- someone who's making tauba seeking forgiveness from allah but he's doing it again and again and again and i'll tr- share an interesting hadith with you of uh, sahih al-bukhari rahimahullah imam bukhari sahih he says laulam the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam says laulam tuznibu if you were a people who stopped sinning you didn't disobey allah you didn't set a foot wrong allah would have taken you away and he would have bought another people who do what they commit sin fayastaghfirun and then they seek forgiveness from allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and just a few days ago i was reading a very interesting quote of Abdullah ibn Abbas radiyallahu anhu a great companion of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam and he mentions that many a times our attitude after committing a sin after breaking an order of Allah is far greater than the sin itself is everyone following that that many times we commit a sin we do something Allah has made haram or we avoid something which allah is instructing us to do and he says our attitude after the sin is far greater than the sin he says that the first thing fa inna adama istihya'ik ala mimman ala al-yamin wash-shimal a'zamu min al-dhamb a'zamu min dhambik that the fact that you have no regard that these angels kiraman katibin who are sat on my right and my left are writing every minute detail is far greater than the sin itself you haven't had any regard for that you believe that they are right they know you better than you you know that's why the quran said the quran allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about the day of judgment famali hadhal kitab on the day of judgment la mali hadhal kitab what is it with this book la yughadiru saghiratan wala kabiratan illa ahsaha a person will look at the book iqra kitabak That's what Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala will say. Iqra kitabak. This is your book. This this is your book. Is you the author of it? You know everything inside it and we have it recorded. Iqra kitabak. Kafafi bi nafsika al-yawma 'alayka hasiba. You will be the judge of your actions in the book today. So Ibn Abbas radiyallahu anhu says that having a disregard for the angels who sit on your right and your left whilst you break the order of Allah is far greater than the sin itself. Then he says وَفَرْحُكَ إِذَا ظَفِرْتَ بِهِ That when you commit a sin and you become happy, you're smiling. You've broken a, an order of Allah. 
you violated an order of Allah and you become happy. Wafarhuka, you're smiling. Oh brother, alhamdulillah. You know the, uh, you know, uh, the, the, the application I put in with the bank, it went through. Alhamdulillah. We'll say Allah's name. And we're smiling. Wafarhuka, idha zafirta bih. That when you're smiling at that point, when you're breaking the order of Allah and the hukum of Allah, a'zamu min zambik. It's greater than the sin you committed in the first place. Then he mentions something interesting. He says, وَحُزْنُكَ إِذَا fatak." When your sadness that you display when you've missed out on a sin. Young people will understand this. Your, 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 your friends say, Oh, we went to Boston. We went on Friday night. We went to New York. You missed out, bro. Your sadness at that point is far greater than the sin. You're showing a sadness that only if I had performed that sin. Only if I had committed that sin. And at that point, Ibn Abbas radiallahu an, what he's directing us to and taking our minds to is many times what will happen. The Prophet sallallahu actually in a very interesting hadith, the Prophet sallallahu says categorically, Kullu ummati mu'afan. Every single person who believed in la ilaha illallah, Muhammadur Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he is going to be forgiven by Allah. What a great, what, what a great bashara. What a great glad tiding the Messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam has given us. But then he continues. He says, "Illa al-mujahirin," except for the mujahirin. So the Sahaba asked, "Ya Rasulullah, who are these mujahirin?" He says, "Those who sin by night, sin that night. Allah concealed their sin. Allah protected their secret. And the next morning they say, Ya fulan, faaltul bariha kaza wa kaza wa kaza. Oh, you know last night? You know what I did? You know the girl I went on a date with?" You know what we got up to? You know she brought me back to her parents' house? Her parents were away? All of that, you're advertising your sin. So many times when we commit sin, our attitude after the sin is greater than the sin. And we go and advertise. So nowadays what you'll see, the moment you know, you're out and about, first thing you'll do, take your phone out, get your Snapchat out. Yes, look where I am. Look what you're missing out on, boys. Or I'll add a Facebook Live. On a Facebook live, for, you know, your, all your friends will be watching and you'll be doing that. When Allah, when you're breaking the commandments of Allah, be wary of whose command you are breaking. And be wary that you do not advertise this sin. That you show off to your friends that look what I'm doing, look what I'm getting up to. And the final point I wanted to mention, that when a person does sin, there's something they have to do after the sin. And there's something that we have to do in our life in general. That we're a people who sin. That's normal. We sin. We, many of us sat here will be involved in, myself included. I'm not, I'm not, I don't want to say everyone else, but we're involved in major sins. Minor sins daily. You know, sometimes we're like, this is a small sin. No, it's something small. It's not a matter. It might, it, it might be small for you, but whose order are you breaking? Whose commandment are you trampling on? So, just the final hadith I would like to share that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, once he said to the Sahaba, he said, Oh my Sahaba, many years before this, meaning in the time of Bani Israel, there was a man and he'd killed 99 people. How many? 99. Can you imagine that? A serial killer. So nowadays, you know, uh, neuroscientists are doing studies on this. That a serial killer is, his, he has an addiction to kill. It's just like the addiction to alcohol, addiction to drug abuse, addiction to all these things. So this man was a serial killer. And he wasn't just a normal serial killer. 
He was an addicted serial killer. So he sets out and he goes and he says to the people, I want to do tawbah. I want to return to my Lord. I want to return to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I've killed 99 people. One man says, there's such and such a rahib. He's a monk. He lives alone. He worships God by night and by day. Go to him. So he visits the monk and he says to the monk, I've killed 99 people. Can I make tawbah? Can I return to Allah? The monk said, no chance. Who are you kidding? You killed 99 people. You think there's going to be tawbah for you? What he does, he kills the monk as well. This is a hadith of Bukhari and I believe Muslim as well. The Prophet says, the man kills the monk. He kills the monk and now he's completed how many? How many people has he killed? 100. But still in his heart, he feels, I want to repent and make tawbah to Allah. He sets out again. And someone says to him, such and such a man is an alim. Such and such a man is an alim. And that's why, you know, in the, in Arabic, they say, in the, the, the poet says, Fasadun kabirun alimun mutahatikun. Wa akbaru minhu jahilun mutanasikun. The first man, he was a worshipper of Allah. He had no knowledge. He was a jahil. So they say the biggest facade, a great facade is someone who knows. He has knowledge, but he doesn't practice. But far greater than that is when someone tries to practice without knowledge. They don't have knowledge. They don't have understanding. But they try to... Many times that will happen in our set, in our settings. Someone's talking about some mas'ala of deen. Oh yeah, 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 I've, I've heard about this. This is what it is. Brother, you're just saying it so lightly. You're giving a hukum shari so lightly. Where have you heard about it? I think I heard someone mention it on YouTube, but I can't remember. Where? Where did you get this from? So never make that attempt that, oh, this is what I, I know. But anyway, so... He comes to the alim and the alim says, why? Why can your tawbah not be accepted? Your tawbah will be accepted. Leave this land. Remember, he hasn't repented yet. He's intended to repent. He said, leave this land where you're living in because your company here is very bad. You're, you're, you're amongst evil people. Leave this and go to such and such a place. And in that place, you'll find the people who worship Allah and worship with them and they will show you the way to tawbah. So as the man leaves, He's on his journey to Tawbah. He hasn't performed Tawbah yet. He's on his journey. Death comes upon him. He dies. So as he dies, the angels of Malaikatul Rahma and Malaikatul Azab both, both appear. The angels of mercy and the angels of punishment, they both appear. We're taking his soul. And now there's a dispute between the two angels. No, he hasn't repented yet. No, he set out on a journey of repentance. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sends an other angel in the form of a man who says, you're arguing about this, measure the land. Is he closer to the place of Tawbah or is he closer to the place he left? And in one narration, it says that Allah shortened the land for him to be closer to the land of Tawbah so that when the Malaika measured, what did they find? He's closer to the land of Tawbah and the Malaika Rahmah took him away. Well, what did he do? He was, he was, he was sincere in his tawbah. He was sincere. He killed a hundred people. And Ibn Hajar rahimahullah, he brings an interesting point. He says, there's a question here. This man just killed a hundred people. Many times we hear that in Islam, the hukuk of Allah, Allah can forgive. Hukuk al-ibad, no one can forgive apart from that person. So that's a major pressing question, right? He's killed a hundred people. Allah's forgiven him. What happened to hukuk al-ibad? Ibn Hajar rahimahullah in Fathul Bari, he says something very interesting. He says, 
When a person makes sincere tawbah to Allah, and Allah loves his tawbah, Allah accepts his tawbah, Allah becomes enough for his victims. Allah becomes enough for his victims. Meaning he takes responsibility of his victims. And those people he had abused, Allah takes care of them because his tawbah was so sincere. So ultimately, my dear respected brothers, the point I finally I'll try to wrap up, that the point is that every single day we break the commandments of Allah. We do. We try not to, but it's, it's human. That was the objection of the angels. Ya Allah, you're going to make a creation who's going to sow corruption in the land and they're going to kill one another? That was the response of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Meaning Allah loves when a human does what? When he sins and returns back to his creator. Otherwise, the angels would have sufficed. Sinless creatures. They do exactly what Allah tells them to do. So ultimately, the point is, and finally, that we do two things. And we do that from today. From today onwards. Every single day, whether we have prayed five salahs or not. Every single day, whether we have done some good actions or not. Before going to sleep, we make tawbah and istighfar to Allah. And we make it in our own tongue. Because nowadays what happens, we're a cultural people and what happens with culture, it loses meaning. Right? Whatever you do culturally, it loses meaning. So in Urdu we have, Ya Allah Meri Tawbah. What does that mean? Have you ever, have you said it from the heart or is it just something verbally? In Arabic, Astaghfirullah Rabbi Min Kulli Wa Tubili, Astaghfirullah Rabbi Min Kulli Dhami Wa Tubili. Are you saying it with your heart or are you saying it with your tongue? So every night before going to sleep, do istighfar. And do it according to how the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam would do it. He would make tawbah and istighfar to Allah how many times a day? 70 to 100 times. One hadith, he says, akthar min mi'a. That more than 100 times. So we make a habit from today that we will make tawbah no matter what happens. Every night when my head hits the pillow, I will make istighfar how many times? 70 to 100 times. As many as you can do. And the second thing, this is the most important thing. What did the people of Bani Israel, the ulama of Bani, the alim of Bani Israel, what did they tell that man? This place, these people are bad company for you. Leave them. That's the second thing. Any bad company, anyone having a negative impact on my spirituality, on my duty to Allah, what will I do? I will leave them. And many times what happens, this is a common misconception in our communities anyway. That good company and the nasiha to be in good company is for young people only. You know, my son is 17, please tell him to have good friends. Allah Kibande, my dear friend, do you have good friends? You're 60. You sit with people who do nothing but gossip. You sit with people who are interested in what? Nothing but, but what? But committing crimes against Allah. That, oh, you know, my business, you know how I started it? Do you want to start now? It's not too late. Go to such and such a bank, take this loan, and this will happen, and this will happen. Directing others to sin. Maybe it's time that every single person is, not just for the youngsters, even the elders. Who are the people I chill with? Who are the people I socialize with? Who are the people on my contact list on WhatsApp daily? Who are the people whose material I look on my WhatsApp statuses? Who are the people who I follow on Facebook? Who are these people? Because that is your company. And that company change is not just for young people. Young people need good company. Elderly people need good company. They need people, they need people who, who turn, who take them and direct them towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So my dear friends, I hope that you all and myself included, 
I pray Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives me the ability. All of you the ability. Two things. From today, inshallah. Easy. It's very, very easy. Every night, how many times? 70 to 100 times. Make istighfar. Or as many as you do before you fall asleep. And the second thing. Think about our company. Be with those young people. Be with those old or elderly people who remind you of Allah and your, uh, your duty towards Allah. So we pray Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grants us all tawfiq. Nasallahu tawfiq. ربنا تقبل منا إنك أنت السميع العليم وتب علينا إنك أنت التواب الرحيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين آمين برحمتك يا رب